Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom coming to you a little bit early on a Wednesday morning. Uh, we are live on, or not live, but on YouTube as well. And if you're watching there, please shoot us a like, hit the thumbs up button. Also hit the subscribe button on our channel as well. Thank you so much for doing that. Hit us up over at thewolverine.com. Check out all of our work. We are running a deal that ends Wednesday night. So if you're listening or watching on Wednesday, please take advantage right now if you're not subscribed. $1 for three months of premium access or $49.99 for the entire year. So take advantage right now. That ends tonight at midnight. Brought to you today by My Perfect Franchise. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? Looking for a side hustle while working your current job? Wanting to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy? Well, Andy can help. Andy Ludicky is a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. His services are 100% free, and he's here to help if you have any questions about business ownership. Andy Ludicky, uh, check out their website, www.myperfectfranchise.net. You can call him on the phone. Set something up, 404-973-9901. Send him an email. Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. You can also book a time with him on his calendar on the website right there. Again, free consultation. So take advantage of that right now. Thanks to Andy and My Perfect Franchise for being a great partner. Uh, and then last thing, before we get into it, we're brought to you by ourselves over at the Wolverine Magazine too. We are putting the finishing touches on our 160-page football preview magazine. All sorts of, we were just talking about this before we went, Live, all the exclusive interviews that will be included in there from players to coaches. Uh, so go check that out. You can save $13 if you pre-order by Monday using the promo code SAVE13 over at the TheWolverineOnDemand.com. So go check that out right now. You're going to want to get it anyway, but why not save the 13 bucks by pre-ordering? It'll show up right at your house. Uh, so go and do that. Now, I feel, you know, I feel like I was just a salesman there for a couple of minutes, but uh, how are you doing, fellas? How's it going? Great. Having a great day. Just putting the finishing touches on the uh, the Blake Corum feature. What a kid. I got to tell you, man, I have never uh, – you just feel it with these guys, man. They're just special people. J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, we can go right down the list. Um, they've got something – they're building something special. I know Clayton – Clayton always jokes on to the uh, Tiger fans on our message board there at the fort, you know, something special brewing in Tiger Town. Like, yeah, it's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, it's a joke. But uh, it's uh, but there is something special brewing in Ann Arbor, so please uh, buy that if you haven't yet, and uh, we appreciate it. So lots of great interviews, lots of great stuff. It's gonna be a good good football team, fellas. Yeah, I'll I'll say you know, Clayton wearing the salesman hat today. We wouldn't sell or get behind anything we didn't think was quality. Uh, and this football preview, I just turned in my last assignment uh, yesterday. My God, I mean that was, you know. I'll be honest. There are times where that the magazine throughout the year can be, you know, can be a little bit monotonous because we're busy with basketball season and football season. But this is the one that we do, and it's only my second one. Um, 
that is, yeah, I look forward to it. And then I kind of have a little bit of post football preview blues right now. So hoping, uh, can't wait to unleash that and share that with all you guys. And, uh, I know we have a lot to get to today, but, uh, yeah, things are, things are continuing to trend upward on a number of fronts with, uh, our coverage and what's going on inside this Michigan market. How's this for a segue? Things are starting to trend upward. It seems like with NIL. So we talked about it on Monday during our live show empower, right? A little bit of a double entendre. There uh, is the new program that Michigan launched Jim Harbaugh getting, you know, becoming pretty much the face of this thing, as well as, you know, some others champion circle, valiant management, those guys hitting the road as well. Hail impact that collective, um, but they had their first meeting on uh, Tuesday night, I believe it was, in Chicago. They're going to be in Grand Rapids on Thursday night and several other cities, including going back to New York to talk to donors to try to, you know, basically mobilize the, you know, the Michigan money cannon, as people like to call it, that maybe has been lacking a little bit. So they had their first meeting. Jim Harbaugh was there, Chris Partridge, linebackers coach, Chris Bryant, Jared Wangler. Jake Butt even saw a Shane Morris sighting out in Chicago. I think he might be living out there uh, and others representing Empower. But Jim Harbaugh with a pretty aggressive push there. And um, you can see some of the the clips there for the folks watching on YouTube. But I want to read his quote that we got to to see uh, via a clip from the Empower Twitter. But uh, this is Jim Harbaugh to donors on Tuesday night. Quote, there are other people that aren't staying idle. We can sit here and and go, hey, we're Michigan. Let's just be idle. We're in a great spot. Other people are not idling right now. And I want to put yourself in the shoes of, as I think of these guys as my own kids, if it's your own kid, they go to college, you're going to get them a car, right? So they can go do an internship. That's something we want to give our players. We don't want them eating ramen noodles. Uh, We want to be able to feed them. We want to put them in a position where they can drive, where they can get to where they need to go, just like we would do with our own kids. We need to make sure they're staying in a nice place, um, dot, 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 end quote. Uh, First of all, ramen noodle slander. Uh, I saw AB was on that on on Twitter. But um, your guys' thoughts? I mean, a pretty aggressive push here. And and if you go watch that clip if you haven't yet, it's on the Empower Twitter um, where – you know, his tone there is pretty serious and pretty much, you know, acknowledging, too, that that Michigan's a little bit behind there or, you know, maybe a lot behind, however you want to view it. But your guys' thoughts on on that little glimpse we got to see. Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. You know what? Uh, I love that he's out front of this because somebody had to be right. And if he's going to be the face of it, then there's going to be a great opportunity for them to uh, to raise more money. Uh, we did hear I heard from somebody specifically who was there, uh, a big donor said uh, preparing to give a two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar gift. So that is uh, if you guys do the math, they want twelve million. So uh, that's a quarter of a million. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> math majors out there, but I will say this. Um, I love the message. I love the fact that he's out in front of it. It really seems like he's invested now. And as far as, 
uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh exploring the NFL and stuff like that. You know, who's to say what's going to happen? He did also say at this meeting, as we reported on the board, you know, doesn't like being the fourth highest paid coach in the Big Ten, and it's hard to blame him given what he's accomplished in this era. So um, they need to step up and get that taken care of, excuse me, and rectified. But uh, it, to me, he seems more comfortable than he's ever been. Clay, I think you nailed it when you said when you saw him it, uh, at Sound Mind, Sound Body and how comfortable he seemed. Uh, I think that pretty much sums it up. So, But if they are going to get $12 million bucks, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to get more than that. When they go to New York, I know that there are some donors there that are ready to pony up. There are some big-time donors out there that were still kind of confused as to where they to put their money with the athletic department. I think you're going to see them start to contribute to this now, uh, and that's going to be huge for Michigan football. Yeah, I love this roadshow idea because, again, it does put a face to, you know, there's been so much confusion about, you know, if I support this, who, you know, it's, you're hearing a lot of different voices saying different things. But when, you know, you have this little traveling, uh, this tour, so to speak, where you have the head coach himself basically pounding the podium and saying, we need to get this done and we need to be. Um, you know, we need we need to be out front of this. We need to be, you know, what the fight song says, leaders and best champions of the West, all those types of things. So for Jim Harbaugh to be out there um, and again, uh, outside of the ramen noodle slander, uh, mm-hmm. because we don't stand for that here. Um, you know, it's I love the message. I love the fire. I love, uh, you know, the not so subtle uh, take that he he thinks he should be compensated higher and he should. Uh, given what his peers in the conference are making. But uh, yeah, it, it's again, we talked about Monday night, you know, it's finally not all boats are sailing in the right direction, but we're start. The focus is starting to be a little more narrowed. And when you, when you, uh, you, you go to these big cities like Chicago, they'll go to New York, they'll, you know, swing through the, uh, the stronghold, so to speak, you know, to get those donors and those, those power brokers, so to speak in a room, lay out your plan, and, and kind of just get the ball rolling from that standpoint. It, uh, it's what it needs to be. And, you know, from, from that perspective, you know, Jim Harbaugh wants to keep the, you know, uh, this is sustainable. He wants to keep this rolling because it took him, what was it? Eight, seven or eight years to get it to where they are right now. And that's, that was no small feat, especially coming off that COVID season. So to keep it sustainable, you have to invest, you have to invest in success and, from an athletic department standpoint, we've also talked about this. You need to sort of, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to spend money to make money, uh, so to speak. So, you know, get behind the initiatives. If you're, you know, people who, anyone watching this, if you have, uh, you know, deep pockets, get involved. I'm sure Jim Harbaugh's travel and road show will be coming through a town mm-hmm. near you and uh, see what happens from there. Yeah. And if they don't, he may just show up at your house and, and ask for some of your money. But um, yeah, I, I think, this basically is Jim Harbaugh saying we're done being idle. You know, I mean, what can we do? What are we allowed to do? And they're taking it on the road. Um, so we'll kind of see what comes of it. But it seems like there's a lot of positive momentum right now. And, you know, this is football only at this point. But, uh, you know, it's obviously the money maker. And, you know, you could say all you want. There's kind of this disconnect between do, do I give to a collective or do I give to the athletic department? And the athletic departments, you know, probably as we've talked about and reported, you know, there's hesitation there to say, Hey, stop giving to us and give over here. Uh, But at the same time, what do you, you know, you're going to build a new building. You're going to build a new facility. You're not going to have winning teams in there. If you don't get on board with this, as much as 
I don't like the way things are going in college football. It's just kind of the reality of where things are at. So uh, it looks like positivity there on Michigan's front. We'll continue to track that Empower Roadshow as they uh, as they go along there. And it seems like uh, there's a lot of buzz around that right now. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about some of Michigan's transfers coming in. And this also plays into it as well. You need, you know, the money cannon, so to speak, to keep that going year after year. Uh, but Michigan bringing in nine now after Josh Wallace commits last week. This is the most uh, probably ever that they've brought in a single offseason, uh, certainly the most under Jim Harbaugh. Um, and I think a lot of them are going to play some pretty, pretty big roles. So I'm writing an article this week, and I ha- don't have totally the rankings, but you know, ranking the top impact transfers on this team. And we did this a few months ago when they only had uh, you know, just the first several that were committed. And I had Ladarius Henderson on there as, as number one. Um, that was before we you know, knew that he wasn't necessarily with the team during the spring, uh, that we wouldn't know necessarily where things stand with him. So I'll throw it to you guys first. But uh, who's the, the one transfer on this team that's going to make the biggest impact? And I'll, I'll put it in this context, too. Ernest Hausman, who we were talking about before we went uh, hit record here as well, he is the top ranked guy on on three transfer portal rankings among the Michigan commits or, or you know newcomers number 21 overall top rated linebacker I don't think I'd put him as a top impact guy because of the depth at that position um, so you know you could go a little bit differently with it there just at positional need and things like that but who do you think is going to make the biggest impact this fall among those nine guys yeah it's a great question and I think you know I think it's one of two I think it's going to be Drake Nugent at center or Ladarius Henderson and and to me they're both equally huge because number one, you've got to replace Olu Oluwatimi, who is your Remington Award winner, right? And uh, I think Drake Nugent is Pro Football Focus's number one returning center in the in college football, if I'm not mistaken, Clay. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, you know what? It sounds like he's going to be able to step right in and do everything you ask, but it's not a given. Uh, we've seen guys come in with high expectations before and not live up to them. He did was banged up in the spring, but now he's better, and uh, I expect a, a big season from him. Uh, it was funny talking to Trevor Keegan for that football preview magazine. He said, you know, with Henderson and with Nugent, he said he went out with him that night. And he said it was just like going out with old friends, guys that had been there forever. And he said the first night we we hit it off. So that's critical uh, that they're getting guys that fit the culture and the mold of, of what they're looking for. But I think Henderson at left tackle because there's no other obvious candidate, fellas. You know, you could throw Carson Barnhart over there and say, OK, let's see what we can do, you know. I think he's almost a little bit of a stretch at right tackle at some, sometimes, frankly. You know, he did a great job there last year, but um, I think he's better suited for the interior. And if he plays in the NFL, that's where he's going to play. So uh, to me, Henderson, uh, I don't know that Jeff Percy's strong enough yet there. So I don't know that there are obvious candidates in, other than him. So to me, that's the big one. That's the one that really has to work out. Yeah, I think it speaks a lot about the quality of the guys that they brought in is that I'm going in a completely different direction here. Uh, I think that Josiah Stewart on the defensive line is a guy that's going to be, you know, a big time playmaker for them. I think he brings something different to that pass rush, a pass rush rotation. Um, you know, a little, little more of a speedier and a bendier guy. Um, and then Ernest Hausman as well uh, at linebacker is, is someone that, you know, we know that junior Colson and, and, and Michael Barrett are going to kind of hold the fort down at linebacker, but this guy's coming on strong, and and he's going to be someone I'm really interested to, to track where he's at in fall camp. The thing with him is that 
You know, he was a true freshman at Nebraska last year. He kind of, by necessity, has to drink from the fire hose in terms of his development because that Nebraska team was so bad. So, you know, the, there's a little bit of an asterisk into, like, saying, oh, well, he's a former starter joining the team. I think that Michigan would be willing to kind of cool the Jets on him a little bit uh, because this is a long-term piece. He's only going to be a true sophomore this year. But, uh, you know, I feel like sooner rather than later, you just look – you saw it in the spring game with how athletic he is, how disruptive he is. This defense needs more disruptors. They were quality from top to bottom last year, but they need guys to be a little more, uh, you know, I'll stop short of saying game breakers, but uh, need guys to pop a little more uh, when it comes to athleticism and, and getting guys in the backfield and things like that. I think Ernest Hausman is, you know, by the end of this year, would I be surprised if he supplanted, you know, Michael Barrett? I would not at all. And, uh, and I think that he's going to be a guy – at least over these next two years, that's going to emerge as one of the better players on this Michigan defense. In the two games that I've seen him live, always around the ball, guys. You know, this Michigan spring game and then the Michigan game against Nebraska at Michigan Stadium, always around the ball. He's got a nose for it, and clearly he's got the body for the position. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think Ernest Hausman could start by the end of the year. He may start the first game. I think Michael Barrett will play a lot as well. I think all three of those guys will. Junior Colson will probably benefit from not having to play every snap. He said this spring that he was exhausted at times last year with the lack of depth that Michigan had at linebacker. He was also playing banged up. Uh, you know, another one of those guys that had an injury that you didn't necessarily know about or a couple of them throughout last season. So I think he's going to be huge. He's going to play a big impact. But I do stick with that offensive line just because of how important a position it is. I'm still kind of between Ladarius Henderson and Drake Nugent. Um, my hesitation with Henderson, and, and I think Carson Barnhart could play there. I think Miles Hinton could probably move over to the left side and play there if you had to, uh, is just that he is more of a guard too, just like Carson Barnhart. Those are the majority of snaps in his career has put, have been played there. Now, I think he's going to slide in and fit really nicely, and I think he'll be uh, a really good piece. So I am torn as well between him and Drake Nugent, who I think uh, talking to some of these guys this summer as we've gone around to different camps and on the, the team trip uh, over in Ohio, uh, people talking about, yeah, Drake Nugent wasn't able to practice, but him in the weight room was really impressive. Uh, Miles Hinton said he was uh, easily the most energetic and in, and in, uh, in, in guy that was the most into it in the weight room at Stanford, and I think that's going to carry over here and already has based on what guys like Kenneth Grant, who was in his lifting group, uh, have said. So I think Drake Nugent's going to fit in nicely. I think Ladarius Henderson will fit in nicely. Torn between the two. Right now, I'm kind of leading Nugent. Um, but we'll see. And we, we, we'll learn more about Henderson as camp comes on. We'll learn, learn more about Nugent, too, because he didn't get to practice fully either with the team. But plenty of candidates to choose from. And then a dark horse would be James Turner, too. I mean, not as the number one, but uh, at the kicker spot, if he wins that battle, he could have the fate of some games in his hands and uh yep. and that it could come down to him on his um, foot yeah that's true on, on his foot and i do want to make it clear that michigan did recruit henderson to play the left tackle spot so that was their plan yeah. for them they think that he can definitely do it but i'm with you clay um at the next level he too is going to be a guard so but he has right. played left tackle and i think he played there in high school and i think he played there some at uh, arizona state as well another yeah. guy there's a captain man uh, these guys, all these captains are bringing in from other schools. I love that. Yeah, well, yeah it's, or, it's captains and and the fact that a lot, all of these guys are going to factor into the two deep in some, you know, in some shape or form. You yep. know, a lot of times you have to hit the portal to to maybe backfill or add a body, even a Josh Wallace. You know, we we feel we felt like 
they have the goods to have two starting caliber corners there, but um, you know, Josh Wallace is about as good of a depth piece as you could bring in. He's a guy that's going to compete for one of those jobs. So it's uh they've absolutely nailed the portal this off season. It's, it's been really impressive to see. No doubt. Uh, and a bunch of hunger guys too. Yeah. Uh, Ladarius Henderson played left tackle as a freshman moved over, played a little right guard, right tackle as a sophomore. And then his last two seasons, all left guard, but uh, so that's going to be a transition for him there. Um, but he's done it in the past, and and you know Michigan obviously evaluated that, and I think they wanted to get that done really quickly too when the when the portal opened. He was a commit within days, so uh, before the bowl game even. Um, let's continue some transfer portal talking to talk real quickly uh, about Michigan basketball with two scholarship spots remaining, kind of in flux a little bit. Antonio Reeves. Doesn't look like, um, you know, he still hasn't entered the transfer portal. There's a lot of buzz that he may announce that he's returning to Kentucky soon. But Michigan reaching out last week to Paul Mulcahy, uh, a guy who Michigan fans know very well, uh, headband, you could call him, from Rutgers. Uh, been around the league a long time, played against Michigan quite a few times. Uh, a really interesting, unorthodox player for Rutgers. There's the headband there. Um and, you know, played the point guard the last couple of years, but he's like six foot six can, you know, is a really good passer, not necessarily a great shooter, uh, but can get to the rim. I think you would add an element to this team that they could use. One, the most important thing is AB, you know, it's a very simple statement that you've said a few times over the offseason, but it totally rings true is get good players was, was something you said a couple months ago and you've repeated. This would be another good player. And then you kind of fit the puzzle pieces together. I think Michigan's going to play differently than they have uh, under Juwan Howard. And Juwan Howard has, has shown he can he can transition what he runs uh, from one year to the next based on his personnel. We saw that his first year with Xavier Simpson. Then the next year, you're running through uh, stuff through Franz Wagner, Isaiah Livers on the wing. You're going to play differently. But if you can add a piece like Paul Mulcahy, I think it'd be a pretty big benefit to uh, the team, you know, no matter where he plays. Yeah, I think he's a solid player. He's not a great player, but it's better than what they have now. They don't have any depth. And it sounds like he's looking for some NIL, too. It was interesting. There was an article or a podcast on Reeves last night where somebody said Cal was holding him hostage. And I didn't get a chance to look into that yet, but I'm excited to see what that's all about. That's so weird. This whole transfer portal thing is is bizarre. It's like, and he's taking classes at Illinois state, but now he's going to go back to Kentucky. And, you know, some are, are, are suggesting that it's because Cal is holding him hostage somehow. I don't know what that means even, but uh, I got to look into that. So, okay. He sounds to me uh, in talking to some people that he's looking for an NIL deal as well. Uh, and Michigan's got to up its NIL game for basketball. That was not the overriding factor in Olivia Kamwa. I think he had a higher offers elsewhere, but he, it came down to he wanted to play for Michigan and Jawan Howard. So uh, it's going to be, they've got to get somebody, fellas. I think Jalen Llewellyn's, you know what? I don't know how much he's going to be able to contribute. He wasn't that great when he was healthy last year. So if he comes back healthy, that's going to help. But they still need one more body for you to feel like, okay, this team is one that can compete in the Big Ten. And the nice thing, too, about Amilkay is that he has experience playing point guard. But, you know, with his size, with his length, it seems like you could sort of play him off the ball. And, again, you know, you bring in a guy like that and, and you start to wonder what the identity of this team might look like. And, you know, it's uh, I don't think you have to look super far to, to what – you know the the design might be i think that 
this team is probably a lot likelier to look like, uh, or a lot more likely to look like, you know, what Brian Dutcher's San Diego State team last year, uh, that it is, you know, one of these offensive juggernauts, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, like a UConn that won the national title. So for me, I mean, this this is a program that needs to get back to playing defense and having that be what they hang its hat on. And you bring in a guy like that who, uh, you know, Rutgers is def- like Ruck- you just think defense in the Big Ten and it's Rutgers. The way that they, you know, their ability to kind of pull you down in the mud and, and to use the Dan Campbell term, bite some kneecaps. And, you know, they might only win a game 40 to 44 or 44 to 40 or something like that. But um, Michigan's got to get back to grinding a little bit. And you have a guy in Namari Burnett who I think can go a long way in setting the tone there. I think bringing in a guy like Paul Mulcahy would go a long way in resetting that sort of identity. So I, I would be all for it uh, at this point. Again, I'll stop short of saying beggars can't be choosers. I think, okay, he's a good player. And uh, if they could find a way to bring him in, that would be a positive for them. But um, I, I can already, I think this team has a chance to be, I mean, clearly not as talented. You have two NBA draft green room guys and a former all American center. That's no longer on your roster, but I do think that their depth can be better. Uh you can't have a huge drop off when some of these guys come into the games. And I think that's something that's killed them the last few years as well. So if it's Mulcahy, then you're not necessarily leaning on Jalen Llewellyn to play a huge role. I think he can be a quality backup point guard, but it's, it's clear that, uh, that Doug McDaniel's your future there, but they do need to add another body at guard. And right now, I mean, they've cycled through so many names. Mulcahy's probably tops on the list right now. Wouldn't have been the top option, you know, a month or so ago, but, He's the best out there now, and, and hopefully they can find a way to get this done. Yeah, also Gonzaga, I think Kansas, uh, among the teams that have reached out to Paul Mulcahy as well. So it's going to be tough, I think, far from over. Yeah, and, and NIL probably play a factor as well. Um, you look at that scholarship chart there that's that's pulled up on the screen. Seven guys that are upperclassmen in college. Will Cheddar, redshirt there be a redshirt sophomore, but this could be one of the older teams in the Big Ten after being just about the youngest team in the Big Ten last season, regardless of whether or not or not they get a Paul Mulcahy. But uh, so that could be an interesting element to this team. They may not be the most talented, but we saw some veteran teams win like Penn State last season that brought in a bunch of transfers. So we'll see how Michigan pieces it together going forward. Uh, last thing, let's shift gears to something that could be coming down the pike here in University of Michigan sports within the state. So we had Senator Sean McCann uh, in the state Senate sponsoring a bill that has bipartisan support uh, based on reading a couple articles on it yesterday. looks like it's going to be signed or that's the expectation. Never know with these things. I know Mm -hmm. not much about politics, so we'll see how it how it happens. Um, But that alcohol sales could be allowed at a certain amount of sporting events per year for schools within the state of Michigan right now. Uh, I guess 11 of the 14 Big Ten institutions allow some sort of alcohol sales at sporting events. So I didn't realize Michigan in Michigan State were in that much of a minority at this point. And McCann, uh, part of his case here, and I think he probably has some support as well based on the fact that it's expected to pass. But uh, this is a quote from him. He says, it actually improves the safety because you don't have people preloading before the game, downing a whole bunch of beers because they know they're not going to have them available in the venues. That seems to be something that uh, is a, uh, you know, is an argument there. There's obviously some concerns with it as well. I will say 
I care a lot less about this issue because we're in the press box and there's no tap up there for, for beer. So, you know, I would kind of be a little bit jealous of the people down in the seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, your guys' thoughts on this? I really don't care. I'll be honest. Uh, and uh, there was one press box, I think, 10 years ago or so, where afterwards they were giving us some beers that were left over from the hospitality suite, and uh, I loved them for it. So uh, it's it's nice to have a beer when you're when you're writing your post game, you know. So, but uh, whatever, you know what? I'm sure they've done the studies, and you know what? They're gonna what are they gonna cut off alcohol sales after the third quarter so people don't get home go home drunk like they do at like seventh inning and in ball games and stuff like that? That would probably be wise. So uh, looks like that guy brought his own. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll say this 40, 40, 50 years ago, people used to bring coolers in, man, uh, with their own stuff and spread out in the stands. And, you know, my dad said that he, he saw full kegs in yes. the student section. How yeah, would you which, think? Well, you just bring it in and it's like, all right, right there's no well, security. Secure, secure, there, there were no pat downs back in the day. No, so. what you do is you just pour the guy a beer on the way in, you know, and that's true. And then you, and then you go with your keg. Yep. So anyway, whatever it's, uh, you know, what? 11 out of 14, make it 14 out of 14. I don't care. Yeah. I don't have a strong opinion on it. I think that, uh, it makes sense though. And the way that these beers are priced at all sporting events, (laughs) I mean, no one's, no one's, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. You might have deep pockets, but it's pretty hard to get, to get good and lubed up inside of a stadium at like 11 or 12 bucks a beer. So, um, if anything, it will just be maintenance beer. It'll be a maintenance beer too for the people that have been tailgating all day. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't. I, I've seen a lot of pushback on this. I don't know why. I think it's because there are a lot of people that are just trying so hard to just keep whatever semblance of purity in college sports that there is uh, left. But, you know, that's toothpastes out of the tube there. Uh, as far as that goes, again, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why. Why not? Honestly, uh, I don't think there's, you know, should be a huge controversy around it. I think that, uh, you know, those that can partake, most people do it responsibly. I don't know if you've ever I've walked out of the press box after a couple night games and the sidewalk around the big house is trashed with beer cans and smashed, you know, fists of fireball. So people are doing it around the stadium. You can probably make sure things stay a little safer if you you have it sort of policed a little more inside your own stadium. So I don't know. Um, I don't know how to really weigh on, weigh in on this without sounding like old man yells at cloud, but uh, why not? I say, especially on, you know, it it gets cold. Some of those November games and you know, they don't, uh, to my knowledge, they don't have hot chocolate at the stadium. Maybe they do, but they do. uh, The other way to warm yourself up is, uh, it's just basically hot brown water. Who knows where that comes from, honestly. But um, here on River, yeah. <laughs> here on let River. let those let yeah. those kids have their fun. Is what I say. You know, so because because purity and and you know we don't all know college kids don't drink. So you know, yeah. Well, the, yeah. Once you're twenty-one, you maintain that purity. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. And I also think. I mean, paying, I think I paid like 20 bucks for a beer at the guaranteed rate bowl, uh, which was down in Arizona. And I, and we got in for free luckily through the media, but um, that was absurd. So I think the prices would be even higher than 11, 12. And imagine, imagine this given $250,000 to a collective, you don't have any beer money left over. So <laughs> the purity is completely gone in college sports. I will say this uh, AB and I, 
went to a hockey game at Yoast last season as fans. And I walked in and like, you know, it's a great environment in there. You're in the concourse, you're looking for your seats. And it's like, wait a minute, I can't get a beer. Like it just feels weird at a hockey game. So I could see it for, for Yoast Chrysler, you know, seems natural. You go to any neutral site. I mean, people are drinking beer. It doesn't seem to cause too many problems. So I guess I'm for it. Uh, but I do wish the media could partake. I guess I'll, I'll say that. Um, I think that is it for today. That's going to be our show. Once again, make sure to head to the Wolverine.com. We have our special running until uh, really Thursday morning at midnight, but the end of the night, Wednesday night, you can get in as a premium member on our message board, read all of our premium articles for just $1 for three months or $49.99 for the entire year. So get in on that. Also head to the Wolverineondemand.com. Use the promo code SAVE13 to order our 160-page Michigan Football Preview magazine that will be hitting shelves and shipped out to your houses in July that we're putting the finishing touches on right now. So go save 13 bucks. Don't wait until it's on the shelf and pay more. Get the pre-order now. Uh, so go and do that, and we'll see everyone next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.